This is Beaver Tales, your weekly dose of successful Canadian immigrant stories. Beaver Tales, hosted by your very own R.B. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beaver Tales. I hope you had fun last episode. I had fun interviewing Rose Mooderman. In this episode, we have another immigrant, another guest. And this one is special to me because he's a very good friend of mine. His name is Camilo Pina and he's from Colombia. I've known Camilo for almost six years now. In fact, we started our journey in Canada together as students. We were both enrolled into PhD programs at University of British Columbia, Okanagan. Both of us have the same supervisor. The field of research is different. But Camillo has come a long way. He has been published in so many different journals. He has attended different conferences all over the world. He has featured on uh, uh, university website, uh, radio programs. He's working full-time at the university. I, on the other hand, had other preferences. But we are still continuing on the same path and hopefully wish to graduate in the near future. So, Camillo, when I asked him to be on this program, he liked it and no hesitation at all and Camillo can give us more insights into our story because he's been a student he has been a worker he has uh, he got his permanent residency he's on a track to become a citizen pretty soon so everything that uh, any immigrant who comes to Canada goes through Camillo has been through that and more So, I hope you will enjoy his story and he has lots to offer about Canada because he has been to so many different cities in Canada. So, let's hear from Camilo Pina. Okay, Okay. thanks Camilo. Thanks for joining. Uh, Glad to have you. Uh, uh, Like I mentioned, it's a bit strange that we are uh, on the opposite sides. I'm interviewing you. And we have worked as colleagues for so long. So how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I'm glad you agreed. And I always had you on my mind when uh, I started this podcast that uh, one day I will get you. So how has been your journey so far? Are you, are you happy where you are? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's been been a... Came, I guess, uh, unexpected changes sometimes, but overall, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy with, yeah, with how things have turned out so far. Yeah, I know. It's been how long really since we have met? It's been like six years, and seen so many things up and down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, six years. Wow. So, Camilo, tell me about the background because uh, many listeners would like to know, like. Where exactly are you from? I know, but 
just for the listeners. Of course. Yeah, well, so I'm um, from uh, Colombia. I'm from uh, the, the, the capital city uh, called Bogota. Mm -hmm. So I, I grew up there um, for most of my life. I went to high school. I did my bachelor's there. And I worked there for like almost two years or a bit over that. Mm. So I grew up there. It's, it's a big city. It's a nine million population. Wow. Then uh, uh, I moved up. So I went to Mexico for my master's mm -hmm. uh, degree. Mm -hmm. Another big city, Mexico City, like 24 million. So it's wow. even bigger. <laughs> and I stayed there for almost two years. And um, I just really wanted to keep on uh, pursuing academia and research and that's what brought me into Kelowna and okay. into Canada yeah have you ever heard about Kelowna before no 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 so it was the first time I, I actually uh, I well the reason was because I, I came to well to UBC mm -hmm. as you know and for our supervisor so I got connected to her uh, and we talked by Skype and by phone and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so I knew UBC. Uh, yeah. And I, in my mind, I had the Vancouver campus in mind, everything. And then I started Googling Kelowna. And uh, that's when I, I started learning about Kelowna a bit. But I had never heard of it before that. Yeah. So that's that's the exactly same story with me as well. Like <laughs> you, but I had like uh, no planned intentions. It came mm -hmm. later on about getting into academia and research. But mm -hmm. initially, I was uh, doing okay, just like yourself at my place. And uh, I had never heard about Kelowna as well. That was the first time when I got uh, this call. And I said, Kelowna, where is it? And I did the YouTube search. And I said, not bad. And uh, yeah, it turned out to be good, I think. It's not a bad place at all. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, definitely pros and cons yeah uh to a small town like Kelowna so um at first I must be honest like as as I arrived here I was quite shocked with how small it was and coming from bigger cities and having such a, I guess a different lifestyle which I was yeah. used to it yeah. was a big big shock so I wasn't too happy with, mm -hmm. with the place mm -hmm. uh, I was happy of course with uh, the weather with the uh, the I guess overall like uh, many other aspects like mm. the safety mm. I felt in here mm. and uh, the access to to stuff uh, and things you know mm. like so many things but uh, but overall I must be honest at, uh, 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 first time I got here yeah it was it took me some years <laughs> some months if not years to get used and now I really like it and mm. and of course I'm I still miss like you know, uh, big city stuff, like more diversity in terms life. of, yeah, like, well, not so much the fast life, but I don't miss that much, actually. That's that's one of the positive points for me of Kelowna is like living in a small town, like there's no traffic, people are a little bit more chill, I guess. They're not like, oh, oh I got to be here at this time and I got to rush and, you know, that I don't miss. I do miss like, the diversity of like culture, music, theater, uh, even going to the movies was a complete different experience because you 
in in a big city you have so many options and yeah for every type of you know uh like for a, every every preference you had a choice mm. same with music same with so many so many things so that i do miss a lot mm -hmm. um but in in terms of other types of you know things to do that i've had to almost uh acquire a taste for for example like going out the outdoors right like going for hikes mm -hmm. uh just enjoying a nice sunny day and mm -hmm. uh just uh, maybe a day at the beach and the lake and things like that like i i've come to appreciate yeah, here it, more it's a lot more laid back and, and especially when you talk about canada you talk about the big cities like vancouver or toronto or montreal or calgary Kelowna is uh, a little different. It's it's not a small town anymore since the last six years that we have seen. It's growing. Mm -hmm. It's more people coming in. It's it's growing faster. I've seen. I'm seeing so many cars. So much of traffic every day. But uh, the city definitely has changed. But yeah, it's you're right. It's it's a lot laid back, relaxed. If you got good money. Uh, yeah. I guess it's also about like perspective, right? Like what you said, like uh, there's more traffic, but I still see it like, like no traffic because I always compare it with like the big, like Bogota and oh, yeah. you know, Mexico city. So sometimes I meet people mm. and <laughs> they tell me like, Oh no, I don't like Lona. It's too big for me. It's too much <laughs> traffic. I'm like, what? Where, what are you talking about? So yeah, I guess yeah. it's all perspective. Yeah. Mm, no, you're right. You're right in that aspect. So about Canada overall. So what's your perspective? What were your expectations before you came in here? And how many of them were true? I'm not saying Kelowna in general, but Canada as a country as as whole. Um, well, I definitely, uh, first thing that comes to mind was like a very North American lifestyle, very similar to what you find in the United States, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, it, it, it was, uh, like, um, pretty much what I expected in terms of how people behave and how, uh, you know, like a bit more a consumption culture and like buying products and technology mm. and having the, the gadgets and, but I also was surprised because, and positively surprised with a lot of people here don't really care much about that in Canada and especially maybe in BC I guess because yeah. I guess if, if if you go to other cities it might be different but uh, that part I definitely find here mm. um, so a little bit of that like that North American lifestyle for sure mm. um, um, I was expecting also well I, I'm not sure if I was expecting this when I arrived six years ago but now that I think about it, I probably thought like for sure Canadians are known to be a little bit more friendly and open than they're, you know. Eh. Are they? I, I think I think they are. Uh, overall, I've had good experiences here. Yeah. Um, as you were saying, you know, like maybe I cannot generalize at like the Canadian level, but I would think like in Kelowna you get a bit of like more like um small town kind of uh, population like a club, so like a club or a clique uh, what you call that sort of uh, thing you're talking about yes so 
if you're saying a club in terms of sometimes it's hard to break barriers mm. like to enter into a group mm -hmm. so uh what happened to me is like well i i was lucky enough to meet some latinos who people mm -hmm. from south america as well and i became really close with them and then i met others and i became closer with others and some of them had like canadian partners or so overall i guess what i'm trying to say is I pretty much stayed within my Latino group. Mm -hmm. I have I have met other, you know, Canadians or people from New Zealand that come mm -hmm. here for the wine industry and, and I've had really good friends from all over. Mm -hmm. But overall, if I have to say like it, it's it it was I'm I'm still more centered with like the Latino friends I have. Mm -hmm. Um so but yeah and i've heard this from other people like they say it's really hard to make friends in in Kelowna uh it's a small town so i think that mentality when you arrive and like you have a different uh, physique right i'm mm -hmm. i'm brown and you know you just look completely different than the typical white person that lives in Kelowna so i, I i'm not saying there are any what I'm trying to say is like it I think that makes it even a bit harder mm. to kind of get into uh, a group of friends or something yeah. in a small town. But again, you go to Toronto or you go to Montreal and it's complete opposite. Like there's people from everywhere. There's groups like maybe from all over the world that mm. you can interact easier in a in an easier way than what you would get in a smaller town for sure. Yeah. It's, it's funny because yes you're right and i i heard the same and i've experienced the same thing but it's funny we call bc the most one of the liberal provinces in canada mm -hmm. and you go to vancouver and you compare vancouver to toronto vancouver is like all suburbs are uh, majority occupied by different ethnicities like surrey is mostly indian and east asians and if you go to richmond is mostly chinese and North Van is different and uh, White Rock is totally different and so on. But Toronto is, it's all mixed up. It's so very well mixed. You can't even identify one place from the other. Yeah. Do you agree with this? And yeah. We, we call BC the most liberal place. Yeah, I guess it, there's that uh, kind of uh, view that I guess that BC is the more liberal, the more left Mm. this the uh, province compared to like alberta for example um so I, I can see that like maybe do you mean like expecting more of a diversity like in what happens in Vancouver? Yeah, diversity. i'm talking about the point that you raised earlier yeah. like diversity one is is uh it's hard in Kelowna. it's one is hard to break uh, and get into a group yeah it takes time and i'm realizing it slowly that yeah. uh, if you want to mix with groups outside your ethnicity, outside the culture, it's hard. People are very welcoming. Yeah. It's not like yeah. people are uh, rude or mean. People are welcoming. They'll greet you. They'll meet you with a smile. But it's hard to get into a group. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like think of, okay, I'm talking from my experience. Uh, and I guess that's probably what has happened and I've, what I've perceived. Of course, there might be other people who have other other experiences. So, but just talking from my point of view, I guess we've I've had that feeling a little bit, and mm. uh, in my circle, I've heard these comments a little bit around. But it takes time, as you said. So maybe if I look back, 
and compare before and to now, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have definitely made, you know, more more of a breakthrough into that like uh, uh, local share, circle. Yeah, let's say I'll, I'll share my experience here, uh, and and it's something different. I was in Toronto recently for a conference, and uh, it was all professors over there. And this guy from Toronto, he comes over to me, and he doesn't know me, and he comes over to me and says, "Hey." I teach uh, folks from your country. Mm-hmm. I said, <laughs> I was startled a little bit. Like, what? Which mm-hmm. country do you think? I just got my citizenship. Which country do you think I am from? Okay, what's my what's my citizenship status? How do you know? So you're judging me by the color of my skin. And then I start thinking, nobody has uh, ever come up to me and said this thing in BC. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there are uh, what you call these minor nuances, uh, you know, the term, uh, favorite term, minor nuances that you flesh out. Mm -hmm. You're trying to flesh out in your PhD as well. But uh, these are some minor differences and every person's experience is different. You have traveled Mm -hmm. more than I have. You have been to different cities and I guess uh, you know the differences. My experience is very limited over here, mostly Kelowna or Toronto. But uh, talk. let's talk about a different city. Let's talk about Montreal. I've heard a lot about it. I've never been to that place. How do you find Montreal as, as, as a place? Um, well, I've also had a very minimum. I've been to twice. Right. And uh, I guess both times it was more into the colder season, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't, I haven't had the chance to, to be there for like, what I've heard is the best time of the year to be there, which is the summer because they have like the jazz festivals and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, then, you know, the outdoor stuff like outdoor, I mean like on the streets and there's mm-hmm. like free music and there's parades. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk from what I've been there, like, you know, like during the winter season, almost February. And then, um, uh, I forgot the other month I was there, but it was it was not as cold as February, so it was probably either fall or probably fall. Um, so the brief interactions I had were, you know, it's it's hard for me to say because uh, uh, what I find is that one thing is when you experience a city mm. where you're living at, right? So you have like an address and you have to you have a routine. Mm. Whereas I was in Montreal only for like, for a conference or for a research purpose. And I was just like in and out almost like I just Mm. went to a couple spots. So of course I loved it. Uh, Like museums were amazing and uh, uh, the food scene is amazing. And it was like so many things to do. Um, I had a friend there, uh, a local friend and then so she showed me around a bit and so that helped a bit as well mm-hmm. uh, but and I guess one big difference was like you see a little bit more of uh, diversity just in terms of the people that you see walking around mm-hmm. um, in 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 in, a, in Montreal right so there's definitely more of a um, uh, a kind of a sense of yeah there's definitely a big multicultural city you know like this is this is what they talk about like there's people from all over the place 
not just in terms of ethnicity, but in terms of, you know, uh, tastes. So you can yeah. see like, yeah, these guys are definitely artistic, you know, or these guys are into the punk scene or these people mm, are metalheads or, you know, these people are foodies or, yeah. you know, a bit of everything. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. It's, uh, it's almost like inspiring to see a bit of that diversity yeah. because it kind of opens your mind to mm. different things, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah. You need a variety in your food. Kelowna is mostly oh, yeah. one-sided. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you get bored out of it and then you go. That's, that's one of the things. Yeah. I think I've been to every restaurant in Kelowna and at this point I'm like, man we need more yeah, we know. need more we have we very more. little variety yeah i remember yeah. six years ago when we started that trend you remember like every thursday you me and andy the our third partner we used to go together to explore a new restaurants and how limited were the yeah. and we were fighting all the time like you pick yeah. one pick one <laughs> <laughs> hard. yeah yeah and, and uh, which other city have you been to you've seen uh okay vancouver i won't I was mm-hmm. down BC because BC is like home and yeah. been to Montreal, you've been to Toronto, which other cities mm-hmm. in Canada have you seen? Uh, well, I've been to Calgary a couple of times as mm-hmm. well. I have family there. So yeah, yeah, uh, I, I like Calgary. Uh, like I like... It's always a question. What do you like about Calgary? What's that? What do you like about Calgary? Like every time Alberta, Calgary comes up, the thing that comes up is, oh, it's cold out there. It's cold. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess um, same thing. Like if if I would have to choose, Calgary would probably be my least favorite out of the, let's say, four big cities I visited in Canada because I haven't yeah. been. Yeah, answering but, the next, next question, which was going <laughs> to be the same, like if out of all the cities ranked from uh, best to worst, and which one is the best according to you then? Well, of course, if I had to choose, um, man, it's a tough question because, um, like, from if I just think about myself, I would say, probably, yeah, I would probably. Where where does Camilla would like to live in Canada? And of course, and of course, this is like ignoring the fact that I haven't been through a real winter, so I would choose Montreal. Okay, um, just because it has quite a bit of a more uh, European kind of feel to it so it's mm. it's not your typical it's not like Toronto which I find too gray for my taste you know it's it's very very gray very much uh, the typical big city with like a lot of tall buildings and mm. I mean amazing many things to do but for me Montreal has uh, it has it's just something it has like you, yeah. it has like a unique personality Mm. Uh, like it, it's like a crossover between uh, a European city and a North American city, which I like. Mm. Um, and then the scene, you know, like they just have a, and again, this is for me, mm. uh, they have a completely different food and wine scene. So they're at the next level. So mm. I would really enjoy being there. Of course, this implies having a good job so you can afford all it's the expenses. <laughs> yeah. So, this is the best case scenario, and of how course, assuming... French, like uh, how uh, much of a French biasness did you find in Montreal? Because people talk about it all the time. You got well, no, not at all. Uh, what I heard is that if you go outside of Montreal into the smaller towns, then you're screwed. You need to talk French, otherwise they won't look at you. Mm-hmm. But in Montreal, 
everybody talks English. So if okay. you, yeah, it's 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 pretty fine. And and I, again, this is from my own perspective. I I do know a little bit of French. No, I, I feel like if I go back there and like immerse in the in the city and live there and take some courses, yeah. I'll, I'll I would probably be able to catch it in maybe a year or two. <laughs> so, but having said that, I would definitely this would be a tough choice between Montreal and Vancouver. And I just really like Vancouver. You said Calgary? No, Calgary. Uh, it's just because you asked me about Calgary, but my, my, my top two would be, yeah, Montreal and, and Vancouver. Because Vancouver has just such a mild weather. It's not oh, too yeah. cold. I don't mind the rain. Mm. It's a lovely place to go for hikes around. Mm. Um, so it's it's also it's it, it's got a bit more food diversity or more options than <laughs> for sure, <laughs> and also more concerts. So mm. that's something I used to do more when I was mm. in big cities, like go to concerts I, and, and go to you know just theater sometimes. And mm. so for sure, Vancouver would be another and, and the top other thing choice. Is Vancouver is like it's on it's called a metro, but it's not exactly a metro town. It's not that big of a city as Chicago or exactly. Yeah, and it's still small and beautiful, and it's very well designed and building. Yeah, and nice. Yeah, weather. nice weather. Yeah, it's not too bad. And I, I really like from those two cities, and um, and in both cases, maybe one more than the other. The 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 transit, the public transit is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Vancouver is awesome. Yeah, and uh, that's lacking here. So you need a car here. I mean, you don't need it, but yeah, you're kind of. Still, if I would I, say Kelowna is better than many of the North American cities where you don't even have even this much of public transport, considering we have what, mm. a population of 100,000, 150,000. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have a good yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's very limited I, in yeah. terms of, like, let's say if I want to go to the west side, to West Kelowna for work, or if I want to go for, for some reason to buy something there, mm. I got to drive. Otherwise, it's going to be like... Uh, Sundays maybe the bus won't go like every what half hour one hour mm. it's like oh man mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whereas in you know Vancouver Montreal you can just pretty much go everywhere uh, on a bus on the subway so it's but again as what you said like it's a small town they can't mm. make the infrastructure for a hundred twenty thousand people or whatever yeah so coming back to our previous question when i was talking about your expectations before you came to canada and mm -hmm. that met your expectations and things that didn't meet your expectations was there anything that disappointed you mm. i did not expect this thing one of course the yeah size of city and the culture and the art arts uh, uh background and uh, the uh, artistic uh, activities that are taking place besides that yeah besides that um definitely like a lack of uh but this is very much unique to my case because uh, within ubc this campus was too small it is still small but when we when i arrived mm. i felt a very strong lack of you know like a grad student community uh, like something a little bit more engaging in a way yeah, because we uh, still feel the same. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you know what you see in the big uh, universities and yeah. uh, we were where there's more, weren't we? What's that? We were all on our own. 
Cool. Pretty much, yeah. For their, so, uh, yeah. That we had. But otherwise, you know, like, I was pretty happy. I was pretty, well, of course, again, just the, the, the fact that Kalina was is so small, that yeah. was a big shock for me. So, okay. yeah. 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 Coming on to the research, just would like to brief a little bit of what kind of research are you doing right now? Do you mean for my, the PhD yeah, for or for? PhD, yeah. So, yeah, for the PhD, well, um, I'm, I'm looking into consumer behavior in terms of uh, how people perceive sustainable products or mm -hmm. products that are perceived as being more natural or more environmentally friendly mm. and how, uh, how people make or not choices and how can markets develop around those products in, yeah. in certain cases where, where there's a, like another more important value given to the product. Like for, for wine, for example, you, you, you know, as a consumer, you're valuing, uh, many things right like the price mm. but within like the like wine connoisseur world you value the quality right like the taste mm. that's the whole point where you're drinking wine it's because it's a sensory experience so mm. it's like how can that be kind of um how i don't i don't know the word how can that be you know uh, merged with being sustainable and yeah. trying to 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 you know get products that are less uh environmentally intensive mm. or less environmentally sorry damaging mm, yeah. and i've seen you like it's been now five five and a half years since you have been working and and just to go through that you've worked in the winery as well on the ground level you have been to montreal to study wine you have a mm. lot of papers and conferences and you you have your plate full yeah it's been it's been busy for sure uh um i mean it's 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 always you know like um like you're trying to do uh, more to get it out but uh, sometimes it's harder sometimes it's easier depends um, on the projects and uh, well uh, uh, aside from that specific thesis there's been other projects around as you were saying you know like related to wine with you know, sensory experience and like how consumers perceive that and uh, maybe yeah, some other, well. yeah. And some others more into sustainability, not necessarily into the wine. Mm. Uh, but now, and, and this was more like ethnography, right? And, you know, as you know, like qualitative stuff, but now I'm actually going back into what I was used to doing before, which is more statistics, more mm. qualitative, a little bit more getting back into data analysis so mm. i'm doing that now almost like as a job so it's 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 kind of cool to see how i can merge both and eventually hopefully have both set of tools to use in the future and uh, mm. and um yeah i mean it's it's kind of a an interesting thing how <laughs> i i started from you know very much focused into academia and now i mean i'm still in in the university and still in higher education but i'm more open you know to having other other type of experiences for sure sure 
So, uh, yeah, coming back to our topic here about Canada, we talked about your moving to Canada, your expectations. So, how often do you go back now? When was the last time you went back to Colombia? Uh, I go back usually once a year, usually in winter. Mm. Um, so, I went back this past December, January. I went, for, I went to Ecuador and I went to Colombia, mm. uh, both in South America. And... Uh, I might be going back again next year in February, but not for family, but just to, because a friend is getting married mm. down there. So okay. I usually go once a year, okay. once or twice, actually. <laughs> yeah. What do you miss the most about uh, Bogota? Uh, oh, the food. The, just the, the, <laughs> and I'm not talking about just a Colombian or Latino food. I'm talking about just, as we were saying, diversity. There's so yeah. much food there. Diverse, mm. all over, and and of course your own local food. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I've come to the last point now. You just became permanent resident. I've seen you go from from a student to work permit, and from work permit to applying for permanent residency, and then getting the permanent residency. You're on your track to become a citizen of Canada pretty soon. So what would be your advice to people or students or families who are planning to come to Canada? What would you suggest them if, if you have to give one piece of advice? Um, I guess it would depend on uh, what they're looking for. Mm. Um, so I would say like have a clear objective in mind, like why are you coming to Canada? Like what is the reason for coming to Canada? And then like uh, align what you're trying to do based mm -hmm. on that. What I'm trying to say is if, if you're coming for, you know, getting a grad degree or, or a postgraduate degree, mm -hmm. uh, maybe try to look into the, top universities and focus on that and then the other things will come mm -hmm. uh, if you're trying to look into a job mm. uh, then of course you have to look into okay where what's the what's the province or what's the city with more possibilities for this so like uh, i guess if you're going into just to give an example into like the gaming industry then maybe vancouver mm. has like a big hub of companies mm -hmm. or maybe if you're or even montreal as well mm -hmm. uh, now if you're going for you know more corporate positions in like big businesses and maybe toronto is for you but yeah i guess it's it, it, it's it's all dependent of what you're looking for mm, but um, should they be prepared for a little bit of uh, a struggle initially yeah do you mean yeah, I for like, sure. There like, will be adjustments culturally and and uh, financially and uh, even. Oh yeah, that's like more practical, more practical advice for sure. Like if um, keep an eye on the city you're moving to. Like keep an eye on on rent costs. Like you know, if you're going to Vancouver, you're gonna have to pay a lot of money mm. for renting. Right. Now, if you go to Montreal, it's a different story. It's way more affordable. Mm -hmm. so it's uh it's definitely the kind of do your research i guess you know like just make sure that you're you're no you know how much you're gonna have to pay for a one bedroom or a two bedroom mm. uh, in downtown or outside and if it's outside then 
what are my transportation options and you know i feel like it's just a matter of doing a lot of online research which nowadays is is so easy and so yeah. convenient to do it as yeah. opposed to years ago where you had to like mm -hmm. okay who can i call about this or what am i gonna do now everything's online you just google it yeah one thing one question without which i'm not going to uh, let you go is is people who are planning to buy a used car because i've seen you use <laughs> and you mm -hmm. were the first one in the group to buy an expensive car it, and that was expensive i think it was what five grand or something seven grand that you bought mm -hmm. it for it was expensive at that time. i think so I, yeah i don't remember yeah, how but much it was, but anyway, it was a little bit of a pain as well. So, what would be your suggestion to planning? <laughs> yeah, well, I could just summarize it and again do your research, but I would definitely go online, check the car you're interested in, and make sure that there's like this. Uh, how do you call it? Like there's like this. Uh, it's almost like a timeline for every car in which you know. Uh, let's say around a uh, hundred no yeah let's say around 50,000 kilometers mm. there's gonna if it's a 2007 mm. a, a you know a Chevrolet mm. blah 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 mm. they look it online and then you're gonna see people saying like yeah this car you know or or just the factory settings like around 50,000 kilometers you're probably gonna have to invest heavily like a thousand dollars in changing this or that yeah and then if you know that and if you're lo looking into a like a good deal in a car like this then you can ask hey have you done this change already mm. otherwise you're probably gonna have to pay those a thousand dollars which is what happened to me so, <laughs> right so i bought a 2007 yeah. car uh, another brand and um it was pretty much about it, it was needing it when i bought it, it was good Mm. But it was just on the on the limit of needing a chain of uh, mm. I think it was the do you remember what it was? I don't remember the name. I, I have uh, no idea. It, I think it was a Hyundai. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I'm not. I'm talking about the specific part that he needed to change. It was like a oh, chain. No, that I don't remember. Trainers. Anyway, I I, I I don't have knowledge about all the details, but I knew like <laughs> if I would if I had maybe googled it a bit more or something i would have known like oh, okay i'm gonna have to invest in this car soon mm. because i'm buying it i i'm buying it at fifty thousand kilometers or sixty seven thousand whatever so there's gonna be a need to change this particular part mm. pretty soon uh, never buy from not, a friend pardon me never buy it from a friend <laughs> Just uh i don't know i i guess <laughs> I guess it's it's a tricky thing buying it's from a, people, it's, you know. It's a luck yeah. thing, I would say. My car, and, and we bought almost at the same time, maybe a year mm -hmm. or two apart. But mine is running okay. And uh, you never know when it's going to break down. But so far, it's going uh, fine, even though I have another one. But yeah, it, it, car is very, you call, you call it technical thing. And, yeah. Andy, you remember Andy, we bought that. The Mercedes converted. Mercedes, yeah. And that was the big shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder how much he spent on, like, you know, changing and oil changes and just regular maintenance. Yeah. That must be expensive. So that's another good tip, right? Like, sometimes you're 
you see these super good deals on Mercedes or BMWs or Audi or like super top-notch cars or well not super top-notch but just super fancy cars mm. and then you're like oh yeah it's 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 a good deal mm. but you got to think about like the maintenance of it and uh, everything is more expensive for those cars so yeah yeah and uh, and uh, I, I don't know like overall my experience here <laughs> I was going to say like I don't like dealerships. That's that's the thing for me. I, I feel like they're always trying to add cost to you. Yeah. I feel like they're always trying to get a bit more money from you. I feel like there's always something they're hiding from you. Mm. They're like salesmen, and mm. I don't really try trust salespeople too much because mm. uh, I like it's their job, of course. But so if you're gonna buy a car from a dealership, just just be aware that. You're gonna pay more, and yeah. But I guess it's it's a safer it's a safer bet. You're paying more, but your risk one, of your risk is less. If, if you're buying an old one, yeah, it's always gonna be a dicey situation. Which yeah, car is gonna turn up. But anyhow, it was such a nice time having you on the show, Camilo, and uh, good to remember those uh, good times. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot to catch up as well. So maybe we'll meet some other time and personal uh, face to face. So thanks for coming and thanks for sharing your experiences on the show. Of course. Thank you for inviting me. Yep. Have a good one then. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that was Camilo Pina. I hope you liked his story. I have known Camilo, like I said before, for so many years and this was wonderful knowing another side of him and it was like two friends chatting over uh, a glass of wine so that's all for this episode please write to us at beavertalesinfo at gmail.com if you like this episode if you don't like this episode any things you want to improve until then until the next episode this is rb signing off beaver tales is Beaver Tales, your weekly dose of successful Canadian immigrant stories. Beaver Tales, hosted by your very own R.B.